Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, here with Bill Goldberg. Good morning. <laughs> it is a good morning, but I got to tell you, I never in my life thought this day would come. Um, I have an announcement that is going to shock every single one of our listeners. You bought a Ford. <laughs> I, 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 that, that would be even worse, but I, I need an electric car. You need an electric car? really bad why is that because i get up every morning at like 5 30 right and, and all your shit's way too loud <laughs> it's 150 fucking degrees in texas yeah it's, i've got 220 acres and there's so much shit to do like always yeah so i've got i've been weed eating for like five days straight right mm-hmm. it's therapeutic and it's you know it's it's uh you know it's uh it's very rewarding uh but it's 100 freaking 50 degrees. And so when I get up at 5.30 in the morning, I'd like to be advantageous and take advantage of my time. And uh, I get up this morning at 5.30, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I, got, I, got, I got like five gas containers I got to go fill up. I got to go pick up some this and that. And I don't have a freaking vehicle that doesn't start up the neighborhood, doesn't wake the neighborhood up. Or the animals, right? <laughs> I don't care about the animals. Right, well, you know, and engage quite obviously. But I I I gotta have something that's quiet, man. I have yeah. to. Just for that purpose. That's the only reason why I need it. But if I have to get a four by four that's electric, I've got to get. It. Right. So it sounds like it, it sounds like you you probably want some sort of some sort of truck if you're if you're doing like i don't know gas cans and stuff or for one of the things on the property uh electric pickup truck now we're going to start seeing more over the next year right now we've we've got a limited amount we've got hummer which is ridiculous i think the new ram that's coming out is the one i gotta get the new ram is 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 interesting um rivian's done some updates that makes it interesting uh new silverado is going to come out which is could be interesting um uh as far as like smaller versions of that i'm not i'm not sure exactly what's going to be on the menu because those are all large enough that uh, you can put big batteries and get plenty of power and torque and and stuff so that range um, i'll tell you what though that that ranger raptor that i saw when i was in england yeah pretty sweet it is pretty sweet yeah and i mean it it looks smaller compared to the you know my my f-150 and your ram trucks but it's not as small as the ranger was back in the day and next to the i mean honestly the ranger today is probably as big as my f-150 lightning my 95 lightning because that seems like a, a small truck by comparison when i parked the new truck next to the old one I was like, I can't believe how small F-150s were back in the day, you know, not that long ago in 95, in the 90s. Um, uh, the Range Raptor is cool. Now, it's not electric, so it's not going to quite solve your your problem, unless you just run it stock. And actually, there is, the, the truth is, is, is it does have the adjustable, like the tunable exhaust, and you can pre-program it to start in the morning in quiet mode, right, as to not make a fuss in the noise. Right. Um, so there is a little bit of that. Uh, but, you know, the thought of EV. Now, I think EV is interesting in this scenario just because 
uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts, you know, a month in, six months in on on an EV truck. Yeah, I th- to be perfectly honest with you, I think I'm going to have to go the, the EV 4x4 first. Yeah. Uh, because then it will solve the problem for the most part because my garage is a half a mile away from my house. Yeah. All I need to do is get to the garage. And then hopefully this noise won't travel to the house. Yeah. And honestly, it's like a vehicle like that being an EV would never even have to leave the property if you didn't want to. Right. Because you could charge it there and, you know, and you've got the wash bay, you could clean it. And there's not much else you need to do. Like it's just lives on the property. I mean, uh, I mean, there's probably, you know, they're out for sure. Yeah, there's probably non-street legal versions of what you're talking about, some sort of four by four golf court, golf cart, or something, or, or you know, like I don't know if there's many electric UTVs, and I know you guys got a bunch of those on the property, and I, and obviously I've seen a, a, a Steve Austin's running around in his UTVs as well, and he's racing them now, which I think is fantastic. I love the idea that he's getting into racing even on that level because he basically lives in that in that UTV or one of his UTVs, his various versions, and him doing some racing is fun. I don't know if you if you've spoken to him since he's done any racing. Like we've just messaged a little bit. He's inquired about the uh, about the um, usefulness of the simulator in that type of a scenario. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know if it, the simulator does have does it have off road courses like that. It 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 can. You can you can like through i racing i believe you can pay someone to design a course for you and it can be built in the computer and yeah. you can i i i guess so i guess if if some of the larger races like paris to dakar or 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 baja or something that's probably done already but for what he's doing um i'm i'm not exactly sure but yeah that's a actually that's a great question from him from him is is can he can he start training for those? Uh, listen, I I'm impressed by his question. I like his dedication to this. He's done a couple of races now. I think we're gonna have to talk to him on the podcast at some point soon and, and see how he's been doing. Is he have him show you the crashes? Yeah, <laughs> I uh, uh, he didn't bring that up to me. <laughs> I know he's got a mouthful of dirt. Um, simulator. Yeah, I that's a that's a good question. Um I'll I'll talk to him and see if he wants to come into the podcast at some point. But anyway, the idea of 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 an EV on the property is probably a, a pretty good idea. Um and you know, even like we were saying, like because it's self-sufficient, you can charge it on the property, it never has to leave the property. It's not even like you know, you're getting up in the morning to do stuff in one of the trucks and go, "Oh, I forgot to fill it up, so I got to either pull some gas cans or drive off the property and and fuel up the truck and then bring it back. Cause I know I got to get up at five 30 in the morning and start doing stuff. Like, uh, I got to you know. find out who the leading manufacturers are and then reach out to them because, uh, in something quite similar to what you do with these EV cars. Yeah. I could be doing it with EV four by fours. Yeah. Um, I, we should find out, uh, we should even find out, like, yeah, who's got who's got some of the press cars in Texas. You can try a few, but you know, this 
everything that we're getting now is is sort of the is the new first version of everything and you're sort of getting at the beginning of phase two right like yes it's the first silverado and the first ram but when those come out the second f-150 will be coming out right which is a pure uh a you know clean sheet platform for for an ev as opposed to kind of the homologation uh of an f-150 to an ev um updates to things like rivian and stuff like they're starting to figure out some of the bugs and what they're doing and and how to make them so it's you're getting closer to the right time um most of the bugs are worked out well a lot of the bugs first yeah and and look i mean it's still gonna uh, take a while like we, we still you know we're making cars for 100 years and and they still have a lot of issues but i think you're getting closer to uh you know, a, a lukewarm opening as opposed to a cold opening. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting thought. So we should find out. We'll have to reach out and see who's got uh, uh, press vehicles where you are. It's, it might be a little, a little tougher, but not necessarily impossible. Because I visited out in Texas, and 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 Lexus connected me with some vehicles when I was out there. Yeah, it may be tougher, but it's pro- it's probably the smartest state on the planet to be sending vehicles to for testing because there's so many freaking people out here that yeah yeah sure um all right so speaking of uh electric vehicles in this case um hybrid so i've been driving the 2023 volvo s60 it's the all-wheel drive recharge this is their four-door sedan uh it's a plug-in hybrid model um now the engine on board, the gas engine on board can also charge the battery or you can plug it in at home and not use the engine. So it, uh, so when you do run out, so Adam's Lincoln, for example, Corolla's Lincoln was a plug-in hybrid, but when the battery died, the battery died and he would have to plug it in or he would just drive around on zero and just drive in on gas engine. Uh, this one uh, does have the ability to, to charge from the vehicle. Um, I have a couple thoughts on this. First of all, I still think the Volvo is the underrated car out there. I think the design is sharp. It's classy. I, you know, I think it looks good. Has been for fifty years. Yeah, I, it it's good. I they've I, they've continued to nail it on design. That's my opinion. I think this is a good looking car. The one they dropped off was getting attention. Um, and they're doing some things with, you know, with the lights and stuff and the grill and there's little updates here and there. And you can see Genesis maybe influencing them or them influencing Genesis a little bit. Um, now the S60 recharge has been out before. That's not necessarily the big news. Uh, the big news on this is for 23, they've made some improvements on the car we talked about subtle changes you know from going from the cold call to the lukewarm call now that it's lukewarm uh they've made some changes so they've put in a bigger battery and along with that a more powerful motor so where i believe the previous version the electric motor itself was a was 87 horsepower and 177 pound feet the new electric motor is 143 horsepower and 228 pound feet, which means now the gas engine and the electric engine combined in this car is 455 horsepower and 523 
pound feet. Now that's impressive. So you're not, you don't really think of it as, as a quick car. You're thinking Volvo. It's a nice rounded car. The battery being increased from a 9.1 kilowatt to a 14.9 kilowatt uh, also does a couple of things. It, it allows you to have that extra power. It allows you to have more range on EV only. But in this case, it made it eligible for the $7,500 federal tax credit as well. Um, if you bought it before April 18th, now there's rules about the battery, you know, the tax credit. So uh, that was kind of interesting. Um, now, this is a car that scoots zero to 60 in four seconds. When you go all in on it with a full charge uh, and in its in its sport mode, it, four seconds is fast, you know, and I was driving the Volvo around and I was like, without reading up on the specs or what they did to the motor, I just got into it and just kind of got a driving impression on it. And I was like, this thing's quick. And it's like, I, I the last thing you're ever going to do is think about the performance once you step into a Volvo, but it is, I mean, it's eye opening. Oh yeah. And it's, it was, it's comfortable and it's, it's quiet and it runs well. Now, um, yeah, zero to 60 in four seconds. I want to say the the range on the battery itself is about 40 miles, which is not bad. Now, if you go pure EV, 40 miles of range. But the idea is let the car choose between EV and gas engine. So it gives you the power when you need it. And then it keeps it quiet and runs on EV when you don't. And the overall fuel mileage uh, for the combined EV and, and, and gas engine is what you're going after. So, uh, and, and in some cases it, it was quite a lot. So I want to say the, let's say it's like, Got about 40 miles. Uh, well, the EP range, sorry, is about 40 miles, about 530 miles of total range with a full charge of battery and and fuel tank of full tank of gas, right? Um, I think it comes out to about, about 31 miles per gallon combined. And the EV range is leans more toward the 74 miles per gallon EV range. So on average, you can, you can, you can figure out a way to get somewhere in between there on EV range. Like if I'm hyper miling and not hitting the, the throttle super hard in my three mile commute between here and the warehouse, I was mostly using EV the whole time. I wasn't even budging the fuel gauge on that. Like I was just figuring out and, you know, I, and then I just plug it in here at the warehouse in the normal, like, you know, 110 outlet. And, you know, it takes a while to charge. But if I'm sitting here during the day, it's low draw, not expensive to charge. Um, and uh, and it gave me the range that I needed. So uh, the gas engine itself is 312 horsepower, 143 with the electric motor. The combined is 455. And it's using a little two liter turbo uh, uh, four cylinder in it, which is. Um, you know, efficient and lightweight. And this thing came in, you know, base price is about 55,000. Um, the one I tested is about 63, 64,000. Um, which I think for a, a luxury sedan, 
that's a that's that's a good spot. It's a pretty competitive spot. I don't know who else is there. You know, I I think their infotainment system um, could use a little bit of a refreshing on the different screens and what's available to you. But for the most part, it's actually not bad. Um, it's it's large. It works well. Uh, the interiors, it was nice. The seats were comfortable. Um, the the shifter has this sort of crystal kind of see through light up effect to it, which is which is kind of nice. Uh, and it, yeah, and it's uh, I was impressed with it. I just think it was a, a super nice car. I just don't think it's getting enough attention. I don't think the Volvo brand gives gets quite enough attention as it as it should because it's a it's a real sharp looking car. It was turning heads, man. This thing was was uh was doing well. Um another update. This is kind of interesting. We know about uh Corvette. Uh we've got C8, we've got the electric E-Ray, we've got Z06. We know there's a ZR1 coming out and it's it's starting to show up in uh on the streets. They've been testing it. They've been uh uh having it out on the streets all wrapped in the in the bra and the camouflage and stuff on it. Um it's looking like twin turbo version, kind of a twin turbo version of the Z06. I don't think it's going to have the flat plane crank. I think it would be kind of badass if it did if you can have a bit of that sound uh cuz the Z06 sounds sick, but if you can combine that with a little bit of turbo wine, uh I think it'd be kind of cool. Um that would be crazy. You know, kind of looking at what they're doing with the bra and what's kind of underneath it. Um, the front end looks a little bit more aggressive. They're getting a little more air into the front. Possibly some active aero features. We're not quite sure. Um, but it's sort of the bra sort of imply that could be the case. Um, we're looking at maybe around 650 horsepower. Uh, probably about, I'm sorry, 650. I'm um, 850. Uh, the Z06 is 670. This would be 850. But the torque is really, really where it comes in. The flat plane crank V8 is good. 670 horsepower, but 460 pound-feet of torque. Um, the twin turbo car could build that torque from you know 850 horsepower to 825 pound-feet of torque. And this thing would scoot around really good. Now, it's not totally out of the question for the ZR1 to be all wheel drive. It could have this badass motor in the back and electric motor in the front because with this amount of power, they may want to come up with an all wheel drive version. So we don't know if that's the case, but we don't know that it's not the case, but they're because they have the E-Ray that's using electric motors in the front. We know the packaging is there. We know it works. So Maybe the Z06 gets to be the cool kid with the flat plane crank and the lighter weight and the rear wheel drive. And maybe the ZR1, if they're going for the most performance numbers, then I would think you would want that traction in the front and have that car launch. Um, not to mention the electric motors can help fill in a little bit of that low end gap, you know, where where you where you got the turbo lag, right? Which we're of course we're seeing on on some of the, you know, the supercars doing that, uh, you know, kind of filling in that gap. So I don't know if it was you, Bill, would you go for rear wheel drive, 850 horsepower or all wheel drive, 
hybrid 850 horsepower i i i i i tell you as it relates to my simulator yeah okay active participation that's driving the car instead of it driving you so i would opt no question for the rear wheel for the rear wheel drive right yeah i think uh i think that simulator is <laughs> no it's a completely different experience i mean it is it's apples to oranges yeah it truly is. so i mean it's though and and i will i will give you the analogy because it's applicable i can go on the simulator and do an Indy car, do an F1 car, do a, uh, you know, what are the cars, the GT cars, uh, the ones that, the, the top class and the and Le Mans. Yeah. Like the LMP, the car. prototype cars. Yeah. I can get in one of those and, and just obviously crush times on the track, but it's not as fun because it's not like driving with the door open. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. It's just not comparable. So what cars are you driving in the simulator? Like, what are you leaning into the most now? You're, I mean, are you are you getting your I'm, your cars, I, your muscle cars? I'm, I'm driving a NASCAR. I take the NASCAR on most all of the – my favorite track is the, the Autobahn uh, or Nürburgring, you know, the ring. The yeah, yeah, doing it on the ring. Entire lap, 14 miles or whatever it is. And my favorite car is the, is the NASCAR. Because it doesn't have traction control. It's you're, you're driving by the seat of your pants. It's the same. It's applicable. It's the same thing as driving one on the street or driving. It's like driving my Cobra. Yeah, right. You're driving an F1 uh, McLaren uh, as opposed to what they uh, 765 LT right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Visceral experience. It, ha- you're, if you- you're driving the car instead of the car driving you. Right. Obviously, even the simulator is the perfect environment for it. If you can start to learn as much car control as possible in something like a NASCAR stock car, then then play around with different experiences, like you said, like like the McLaren, you know, the 720 or the 765, which is still rear-wheel drive, but it's got some electronics. I don't know how much you can turn off in the simulator. But also... Be curious, uh, you know, how your lap times would be in something all-wheel drive performance like a GTR, like a Nissan GTR. I'm I am cu- yeah, I'm really curious to, like, see a, a couple laps in that and see um, what what the difference is well, just I, from, you know, from the simulator driver perspective. I smoked my NASCAR time. Yeah. No question. No doubt. I mean, but it's but it's not nearly as much fun of an experience. <laughs> yeah, you're you're getting me more and more interested about the uh, simulator stuff. I'm going to have to put that on the list at some point. Every night, every night. I mean, it's it's so much fun. Not only is it fun, but it's it's it you know it's driving. Hey, Gage has has turned into a hell of a driver on the simulator. He can. I mean, this kid's rolling through gears like he's been a race car driver for years. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's one hell of an expensive toy, but man, I'll tell you what, it is, it's bitch. There's so many things that you can do without dying or having to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars re- rebuilding your vehicle. Right. I, Just fuel cost alone. But <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, it's a lot of, fun. but yeah, it's a completely different experience. 
Uh, speaking of Nurburgring, I don't know if you saw this, but Audi's testing a, a wagon out there. They've got an RS6. I don't know, maybe like an RS6 Avant, but you know, we got the the six, and then we got the RS6 and the RS6 like performance variant. Um, and then I don't know what they're testing out there, but it's got like bigger splitter on the front. It's got vented front fenders. Um, it's got a little bit more of a like I guess you can call it a spoiler, not quite a full wing on the back, but um. I, I think it's kind of a badass uh, uh, looking vehicle, but I I don't know if this is a replacement for what's out there or they're going for some sort of performance plus variant. But I thought the RS6 performance was already kind of the, the top of the line of it. That one, I want to say, I think that's 621 horsepower, um, the RS6 Avant performance. So I don't know what's going on with this thing out there, but you saw kind of some of the spy photos, right? It's a, that thing's badass. <laughs> yeah, that thing is cool as shit. I uh I'm I wish I could hear it, but it it uh it looks cool. I wonder kind of what they're doing with it. I it seems unlikely it's it's a hybrid. I don't think that's what they're going for, but uh the shots of this thing on the ring with just this massive looks like a massive carbon ceramic brake on the front as well. Um I don't know exactly what they're doing either, but I like it. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, massive exhaust in the back, so I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm not sure exactly what it, what it is, but, uh, but it's cool. Um, Whatever it is, they're making us talk about. It. Yeah, they're making us talk about it. Uh, I guess before we wrap up, uh, speaking of spy shots, um, a few updates. Looks like there's going to be a little bit of a face upgrade facelift going on on the uh, raptor excuse me um looks like raptor r's are floating around michigan and they've got uh a few little changes looks like some changes in in the headlights and um the corners of the front bumper look to be tucked a little bit higher so you get a little bit more uh clearance less obstruction in front of the front tires um, with that bumper, uh, a, a couple little things here and there. I'm sure there's going to be like a graphics package that's updated as well, but probably the, the changes you're seeing on the Raptor R that's been photographed and making its rounds around the, around the internet are going to, uh, be on the regular Raptor as well. But yeah, it just seems like, uh, the Raptors R is out for a year and they're, they're making a couple little changes to it, but I, I mean, it's kind of cool. I don't mind it. Cause then it starts to identify going, Oh, I got the first year Raptor and I get the second year Raptor as opposed to doing three, four years of exactly the same thing. Uh, I doubt there's any change in the performance or in, uh, in the power plant, but um, yeah, just a couple little changes for it. So I think that's how you'll notice the difference between, you know, the first one or two years and the, and the second one, but it's because it's such a, a mild changes for an existing vehicle uh, not a lot has to be done as far as disguising this thing with bras and camouflage. It looks like they're just driving it. <laughs> you know, like, hey, it's got updated headlights. Like, it's still going to sell. It's going to be fine. It's not that big of a deal. It's not like people are going, oh, I'm going to not buy the Raptor R this year because I really want the new headlights for next year. <laughs> it's just, it's just not a lot of people doing that, especially with the, you know, with how limited these things are. But, um, anyway, cool truck. Uh, uh, Medically, the black uh, TRX is getting a two-inch lift and uh, 38-inch Ridge Grappler Meadows. When on, they... on your truck, that's what you're doing to yours. So, you got to change it a little bit, right? 
little bigger tires. So that one, you're that's what you're driving kind of on the on the daily right now. And then where's the launch edition truck? Fifty feet away from me. I I don't drive. (laughs) You don't drive that one, but that one. That one was also sort of the test bed for the, you know, for you guys and gearheads on the performance packs. And so that one's got, you know, some some pretty big upgrades and stuff to it. So that's kind of a cool custom sort of Goldberg edition of of the TRX. Yeah, I gotta keep doing stuff with the black one to make me not want to drive the great one. So. <laughs> yeah. There's there's then there's that. So hopefully that then there's that. Oh, and uh uh, you had mentioned a drive shaft issue when we were wrapping up last week. Yeah, I've been sick for about a week, so I haven't been able to get it up in the air. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to get it up in the air and uh, pray to God that it's only a loose bolt. What what uh, which car was it on? Twin turbo. On the twin turbo car. Yeah, drove it in the parade to send the boys off to the state finals, and then uh, <laughs> gangs are a right hand turn out of the parade once I heard the little clicking noise i did not i wanted to be uh, as proactive uh, as to not hurt the car anymore as possible so i just put it so you heard something with it then you just brought it in and you thought maybe maybe something like loose drive shaft or something like that on that on the yeah you 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 joined or something i mean i'm 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 praying something just backed out yeah yeah, that's that's the issue. Is like you've gone through so many different things on that car. And I'm like, that's such a big upgrade on that car. Um, uh, I mean, cool to take it out for the parade. How is it low speed? <laughs> you know, it's not really. It's fine, man. You know, I just I'm not a I'm not the biggest turbo guy, and you know, low speed in that car. You know, you spool the turbos, and then they it's it's a. It doesn't like going slow. Let's just say that. Yeah. So, um, but it's fine. I mean, it's tame. It's drivable. Um, it's just it wants to really go fast. And that's the problem. So, yeah. You know, uh, on, drive it and improve. on my uh, on my Mustang, my Mach 1, you know, we, uh, with the with the twin turbos on it, you know, we're only running six, six and a half pounds of boost in that thing. So that one was kind of designed to be a street car. It wasn't supposed to be super nuts. And still haven't had a chance to get it on the dyno. We've just been kind of busy with it. And we're at the HRE wheel show and dialing some stuff on the audio. And, and, but um, because it has like kind of the two splitters in the front with the performance pack, uh, uh, when we bring it down to the events and show the car, I have the two splitters on, which are all done in carbon fiber now with Anderson composites. But when I bring a car back, I take that one, the front one off. So it's a car still looks fine. Just the extended splitter on the front is what I take off. So it doesn't look naked. It still has one on there and it's carbon fiber. But with the car being lowered, it sticks out so far and it just keeps It's so careful, you know, hard to not scratch it. And it's got a couple of scratches on the, on the bottom end that you can't really see. So I don't have a show to go to in a little bit and I still want to drive the car. So I just jacked it up and, uh, and took that front splitter off. It just takes a few minutes to do. There's, there's basically nut certs in there and I just hit it with a ratchet. And if I jack one side up high enough and put some jack stands underneath it, I can just take the whole thing off again. It's super easy to do. Um, but while I was down there, cause I haven't done it in a little while, 
uh, it kind of gave me an opportunity to to just slide down there with the iPhone and get a couple of pictures. So uh, I'm going to put those up on on my social media so you can kind of see what's going on with the Steeda K member and the turbos that are down there. I mean, it's not up on a lift. It's not, you know, super fancy, but as much as I can slide in, I'll tell you one of the other mods that I did for the car uh, that is super helpful is I put jacking rails on there. So Steeda has the jacking rails uh, that's basically full length on the, on the rocker panel. And it, it hangs down just a hair, like an eighth of an inch. So when I get the jack underneath there, um, and I just hit that rocker, uh, that jacking grip, excuse me, and not have to look for the right spot or whatever. And I can do it on any portion of that rocker panel. So I can slide the jack under kind of like mid on the door and crank up the whole half of that car, front and rear tires at the same time, slide the, uh, the, uh, the jack stands on there and then do what I need and even photograph pictures in the sense and then lower it. I mean, they were super easy to install. They were bolt in and they came powder coated, but I know you can get these types of things on lots of different cars, makes and models, but, um, what I super, I mean, for, for whatever it is, like for 179 bucks or 150 bucks or wherever the jacking rails are, that's like, it's, I would, I would definitely do that. Uh, if it, it, and for how many times we, you know, when we show the car and move it around and, you know, jack it up to get it on trailers and, and, you know, remove the pieces like we were talking about. Uh, super, super easy. Even when you show it, like when you show it and you want to like get the the center caps of the wheels lined up so it, when it sits at a show, with the jacking rails, it's easy. Like I said, I can jack up one half of the car, turn the wheels a little bit, and lower it. Uh, and and it shows just better. It's just super easy to do. It just takes a couple of minutes. So anyway, just kind of a, a thought on that was um, those worked out good. Uh, all right, so uh, we're going to wrap things up today, and uh, yeah, man, we'll just um, we'll catch with you next week, and I'll post some pictures of the, of the turbo kit in the meantime. Uh, all right, good luck on the on the simulator. <laughs> uh, until next time, guys, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.